0: Hi, I'm Babs Weber, and welcome to PAUSED at Home, an Alberta Social Innovation Connect podcast. We hope you've been enjoying the thought-provoking conversations the past few months about the big questions that are on people's mind through the COVID-19 pandemic as it relates to systems change. If the conversation sparks new thoughts for you, please share in the comments of your favourite listening platform and let us know what you think. Andrea Van Voot is the president of the Disability Pride Alberta Foundation. In this episode, she shares her story that started with a painting and ended in the creation of Disability Pride, an organization with the mission to celebrate and empower the disability community. Sharing stories and hosting community events provides an opportunity for people with and without disabilities to celebrate diversity, inclusion and pride. Also in this episode, Andrea talks about her big question of, how can we, as an organization, connect the disability communities throughout the year? Here is her conversation with host, Elise Martinowski.
1: Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much, Andrea, for being here today to record this podcast and share your insights and the big questions that you're sitting with right now throughout these times. So, to get started, could you tell me about yourself and
2: what you do for work? Myself. So, my name is Andrea. I'm the founder of an organization called Disability Pride Alberta Foundation. And we're an organization that connects and empowers the disability community. So, our mission is to build communities and create connections through celebration, education, and empowerment. It's about celebrating diversity, inclusion, and everything that we have in common.
1: Welcome. We're very lucky to have you here today on the show. So before we jump into the meaty bits of the story that you are going to share with us today and the question that's on your mind, you wanted to share a few of your favorite quotes from Alan Mansky's book, Impact, to frame our discussion today.
2: So this is one of my favorite excerpts from... Alec Mansky's book, Impact. Uh, Humans' ingenuity and creativity in the face of adversity defines us as a species. Social innovation spreads through sharing, not selfishness. It is only through generous, respectful interactions across sectors, expertise, and roles that innovation achieves lasting impact. And another quote. A movement is composed of... A million small acts movements provide a vehicle for collaborating and cooperating across sectors organizational social and economic strata origins backgrounds and jurisdictions so you need uh people having conversations with each other to find out the why and then figure out the how wonderful thank you for sharing those those quotes
1: and helping frame our discussion around innovation and impact and the disability community. So Andrea, we had the chance to talk a few months ago and you shared this lovely story about how the Disability Pride community came to be and I'd love it if you could share that story again with our listeners as well as how it led you to the question you're sitting with today.
2: Yes, of course. So I consider myself a social entrepreneur and what entrepreneurs do is they jump in head first. And so head first for me was I painted a picture, literally painted a, a, a picture of my own mind in oil painting. And my mind uh, has scar tissue on the temporal lobe, which means that I have seizures. So I painted this picture and, uh, It was very healing for me and exciting, and I thought, if this feels good for me, it has to feel good for other people. So I decided to make a little venture out of it where I asked people with disabilities to make art to educate other people on the disability that they have. So I ended up taking this idea Uh, to Boston and to Toronto and to New Brunswick. And I ended up in Ireland where I worked with an organization and I sat down with them and asked to do just that. Uh, They're called the Now Group. They're an organization that works with people that have autism and Asperger's. And so we made some paintings and talked about our disabilities and, and showed art to one another. And I also, uh, showed a film there called Temple Grandin about a marvelous woman named Temple Grandin. It's played by Claire Danes in the movie. And I found that sharing that story in an artful way means, uh, means something. It it shares it in a, in a different way of understanding, than if you're just to look at the word autism and have the uh, standard medical term for autism. So you, you watch this lovely movie and suddenly you get to jump into inside the mind of someone with autism. And so I brought that idea uh, back to Canada and started talking to people about sharing art and sharing disability through art. Uh, then I went back to, to university and I was introduced to the map the system challenge so i was going to mount royal university and they brought map the system challenge where they ask students to look at a social issue and to dissect the issue without necessarily looking for the solution but just to break down the problem so the question that i asked is why don't we teach kindergarten to grade 12 about disabilities so i i I went to uh, people with disabilities, I went to professionals within the disability community, I spoke with teachers, and the answer that I came to was that the disability community isn't loud enough, and we're not loud enough because uh, we're not always united. Disability is a large umbrella, and so it's hard to... uh, maybe even network outside of your own community within the disability community. Within that process, uh, another part, important part of being an entrepreneur is your network. So, so after, after I did the research for Map the System Challenge, uh, each student stands in front of a body of people and talks about the project they did and, and the end of my presentation, I had a man named Stephen Huddart come up to me and said, I think you need to know Alec Mansky, who's in Vancouver and is taking some initiatives for disability advocacy for many years now. So that brought me to Vancouver, where I took part in the Disability Pride event of Vancouver. And I thought this needs to happen in Calgary. So I came back to Calgary and I started growing my disability network. I looked throughout Alberta and I found the Disability Action Hall. So the Disability Action Hall is a group of people with disabilities and their allies. They get together, tell stories, make change. They've been having meetings and making change for over 20 years now. And they host speak out events. So I connected with the Disability Action Hall did some organizing and we were able to make the disability pride 2018 event take place and so it was an evolution of, of making a piece of art to going across seas connecting with the disability community understanding other people's disability through the art they make coming back to Calgary working on a research project and have it evolve into what I'm doing now, which is Disability Pride Alberta Foundation. The network continues to grow, the ideas continue to grow, and continue to evolve. Uh, one of the adage adages within the disability community is nothing about us without us. So what that means to me is that I value uh, the needs and the wants of the, the disability community And that's why we had a meeting in January saying, do you want us? And what do you want from us? And so the answer is, yes, we do. We do want you and what we want from you, we're still figuring out and that's it. (laughs) Amazing. What an inspiring story.
1: I love hearing the story of how people get to, what they're doing today, and I love that you're started with a piece of artwork and where that journey took you was is beautiful. Oh, it's behind you too. Oh, I love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's yeah. amazing. We should put that in with the show notes so that people can see
2: it. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. I recently wrote a post on the Disabilities uh, Disability Pride Alberta website where I I've been asking people for years now to share their story, and I finally decided to share my own. So it took a little bit of time. It's very uh vulnerable ask, or it can be at least, and it was for me, so it took a while. Uh, but what I did was I was sitting in a conversation with some high profile investors, and they were talking about the importance of investing within the marginalized communities, and they didn't bring up the disability community and it's the largest marginalized group in the whole entire world. One in five Canadians have a disability and it's one of the groups that anyone can become part of at any time in their life. And so the question I ask within my own piece of writing is why aren't, why aren't we seen as marginalized? And are we not seen as marginalized because not everyone is willing to associate with the word disability. There's uh, some shame in the word. I think that's why it has been confusing for some people about disability pride. So, putting those two words together, uh, they, it's not often seen together. There might be uh, LGBTQ plus pride or uh, uh, women's pride or Black pride, etc. But ha- having pride is about releasing limits and about celebrating yourself. Pride's powerful, and we stand about it. Uh, we stand behind it and, you know, we welcome people to join us. I'm not proud that I have seizures. I'm a disabled person affected by seizures and I'm fantastic. And I wouldn't be who, you know, I, not to toot my own horn, but I wouldn't be who I am without without this disability. So we we want people to talk about it and we want to be seen as marginalized because we have our own trials and successes just for exactly that reason.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. It's just as amazing hearing it a second time. I love what you said about how having pride is about releasing limits and celebrating yourself as who you are, and pride is powerful. So shifting gears now, what is the big question that you're sitting with today that you want to chat about?
2: Well, I'm sitting with all kinds of questions, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the question that I have uh, for our organization is we're asking how we can connect the disability communities throughout the year. So we have had two flagship events, uh, in, one in 2018 and one in 2019, where we had people from the disability community get together and share in a celebration Uh, in downtown Calgary. And so we had a parade and we had music and we had people from uh, inside and outside the disability community. And so this year with COVID, the the event uh, was cancelled. And so that brought up some new questions for us is, why are we having the parade and what is it doing for the people? So we're having the parade because we want to bring disability culture Uh, straight into the faces of uh, the popular culture scene and how can we do that throughout the year Uh, and so now we're asking people from the disability community what can we do to connect you throughout the year have you come to any conclusions of ways that you'll you'll do that this year That you're able to share? If not, no worries. (laughs) uh, You know what? What what we've been doing from the very beginning is sharing disability stories on our website. So Mm -hmm. we ask people from the community to share their disability story in any way they like. So that could be a person with a disability. That could be the spouse of a person with a disability. Uh, It's one of the ways we use our website and social media presence. Mm -hmm. We invite people to write uh, stories, it could be through picture, it could be through poem, it could be for, through music. Uh, the stories are educational tools and they allow members of the community to learn about different disabilities in a way that is very human and real. So the stories build empathy and they grow our community's capacity to understand one another. As you know, media has the power to mold people's attitudes. So let's show media the people with disabilities and uh, make it a more positive image so that's that's the approach certainly it's definitely tough to plan these events right now because we just don't know when when we'll be able to have them well and I mean an important part of all this too is that We have this website and we held this event and I'm talking to you and I'm being a social entrepreneur because it's really important for the disability community to be seen. The container is just as important as the contents and we need to promote ourselves. If you're not connected to the disability community in some way, then it's easy to forget that there are all sorts of people out there with different abilities. We want our foundation to be as inclusive and connected as possible. So we need to make sure that the voice of the disability community gets heard. And we're inviting people to take part. We're not looking for a, a pity party, just a party. <laughs> and so, you know, the, where this all originated from for me is education. And education about disabilities in an interesting way. So Mm -hmm. if we can get kindergarten to grade 12 learning about disabilities, that means that there's going to be some enormous advances, whether that's emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. whether that's medical advances, et cetera. If you're teaching kids about disability, then uh, there's going to be more empathy Mm -hmm. about um, disabilities and about uh, for the disabled community. Mm -hmm. I would love to see the education system get a
1: rework of their curriculum and this be a part of it. There's so many important pieces, I think, in life that should be taught to students, kindergarten, grade 12, and university, and it's not. And so why do you think it's not? That's a great question. (laughs) I think that we set up this structure and we've just stuck with it. So we've set up the structure of these are our five curriculum core courses that we're we're sticking with, and that's that. I just haven't seen it change. They give you option classes that you can take, but I think the five core classes need to change, or at least the content within those needs to be more reflective of current society.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I also haven't been haven't been a student in kindergarten grade twelve in a while, so perhaps that has (laughs) changed. I don't know.
0: (laughs) But I I was there. We do
2: have these type of topics. When we're we're talking about education and the disability community, it doesn't necessarily have to be learning about disabilities. It can also be learning for people with disabilities. So I got to uh, hang out with one of my heroes, Temple Grandin, and I asked her, why do schools need to keep classes that foster creativity and problem-solving? So you can check out her her answer on the website, but essentially uh, what it boils down to is not everyone learns the same way and not everyone uh, likes to learn the same things. So like you were saying, it's been some of the same five classes for a really long time in Alberta and in Canada and in much of the world that... With the evolution of people, we need to evolve the education system. Uh, That means the content of the education. That means the how of the education. Uh, Keeping classes with art and music and theater and cooking and sewing exposes people to uh, new ideas. And also, I mean, it can grow confidence in a person whether a child that maybe is not interested in math or maybe that child loves math. Well, if you give them the opportunity to learn in new ways, uh, it's going to make them excited about school. Definitely. Why you're having these pause conversations is because you're starting new conversations. And that's why I'm sitting here having it with you is because, I mean, yes, I am making your listeners a little bit more aware of Disability Pride Alberta Foundation, but we also want to facilitate new discussions because the more people we have talking about it, the more ideas we have. And the more ideas we have, the more likely we're going to have success. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And so if we can teach, if we can teach kindergarten to grade 12 about disabilities, and if we can teach uh, all children broader knowledge, then we're going to have an entire world that is more empathetic Mm -hmm. and Um, with new understanding then we have higher emotional intelligence and organizational behavior and mental health um, can't be underestimated with success of society but also success of business with high emotional intelligence and organizational behavior then we're more likely to have success in business too uh, you know, Disability Pride Alberta Foundation is my passion project. My day job is within an engineering company where I have an amazing boss that supports my passion project. Wonderful. Well, this was such an inspiring conversation and I look forward to to sharing it out with the listeners. Well, I mean, thanks for having me here and thanks for um, Alberta Social Innovation for bringing people from different sectors together to talk about conversations. And I think it's all also important to remember that in strange and curious times, conversation and debate doesn't have to be seen as a bad thing. So we're we're all solving problems together right now. And so if we can open these doors to communication through conversations like this, then uh, we're going to get on back on track from COVID sooner than later. There you go. Yeah. When we communicate together, we're stronger together because then we
1: understand each other and can work together. And communication is is such a key, such a key piece to so much of it. So I'm very, very thankful for you for communicating with me today
2: and, and sharing your wisdom and having this conversation. It was lovely. Thank you, Elise, and Alberta Social Innovation Connect, ABC Connect. So you're seeking to find, connect, celebrate, and support Albertans who are creating and testing new ways of approaching society's most pressing problems. So you are social entrepreneurs every single day. So thank you for what you're doing. Wonderful. Well, thank you too. This is great.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of PAUSE. In the spirit of reconciliation, we'd like to feature land acknowledgements recorded by students of the Virtual School Project, a cohort of folks building a new education model that incorporates Indigenous ways of knowing and creates new pathways to meet the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's calls to action.
1: Today's land acknowledgement was shared by a student of the Virtual School Project who wishes to remain anonymous, so I, Elise, will do the reading of the land acknowledgement today. From a settler, I'd like to call attention to the territory we walk upon, Treaty 6, a treaty signed by about 50 nations from Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, including the signatories Chief Poundmaker and Big Bear, both Plains Cree chiefs. Treaty 6 is home to sacred flora and fauna, significant paths and routes, and traditional meeting grounds to the Cree, Solto, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Nakota Sioux peoples, and countless others. We acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries as well as the pillaging that took place on this land, the wrongdoings and injustices done to them in very recent history that have carried forward into the present, and the new problems we've created. We also treat this as not only an acknowledgement but an apology if it will be accepted, and a promise to not just stop here with a statement, but to actively dismantle the structures and systems in place that continue to perpetrate and validate these injustices. Remember that, as long as the grass grows, as long as the sun shines, and as long as the river flows, this is Treaty Land.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please help us out by sharing it with a friend and rating us on your favourite listening platform. We'd also love to feature your big question on a future episode. For information on how to be a guest on the show, please visit abcconnect.ca and navigate to our Get Involved page. We'd like to thank our funding partner, the Suncor Energy Foundation, producer and editor Elise Martinowski of Abc Connect, and theme music creator Eileen Aurora. I'm Babs Weber, and thanks for pausing with us.